0: Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right into today's message. If you're ready to get into God's Word, somebody say, oh yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Some of y'all went straight for the let's go, so let's do it. So as you know, and many of you are joining us as a church, we are on a 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. And if you were here last week, you know that it's not something that I'm fasting, but fasting helps us to identify that we need to pause in some areas. And, and I told you that on Mondays, I, I, it's typically I try to take Mondays off to kind of recoup because how many knows when you pour out everything, if you try to go into the next day with nothing, you got nothing, and you can't give anything. So I try to do Mondays, and and Becky there for a while had been texting me uh, on, on Mondays saying, hey, are you resting? And, I, and I'm like, yeah, I'm resting. But I really wasn't because I have a to-do list on my phone, and I kind of – because my personality is I like to get – a jump start on the whole week. And so I would go ahead and try to knock out four or five things. And, and, and so I would work on Monday. And then what would happen is I get to the end of the week. And I really just didn't take the time to rest. And so, so Monday morning I did. I moved some stuff off. I moved everything off of my Monday to-do list. But there was one thing that I knew. Um, some of the team said, hey, we're out of this particular item. We're going to need this from the print shop. and um, Which, by the way, <laughs> I didn't go by and pick up this week. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> just transparency right there anyway. So don't go expecting it, but I think we're good. Anyway, so my purpose was to make contact with them on Monday. So I sent an email, and then later in the afternoon, I called to make sure they got my email because I hadn't seen a response yet because I knew we needed it by today. And so before that, I had received a text message from Becky that said, hey, good morning. Just checking. Are you resting today? and and so and then i got another text message jared texts me and said hey are you resting today and i said i'm gonna be honest there were some things i tried to do and i got that done well then i called the print shop and i spoke with their team and 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 got everything taken care of well how many knows michael uh pelletier that goes to the church here he works there too yeah yeah i yeah. give it up for mike he's amazing all the team there and so, and so he called me later in the afternoon. He said, hey, I saw your name come up on the, on the screen. Did you need to talk to me? Because I know you're not working today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, Mike, settle down. I just needed to make sure that I got one thing off my plate. And then, um, so yeah, so Monday, day of rest tomorrow. Y'all are keeping me honest. Accountability level is high in the house today. I'm just telling you. So I appreciate, I appreciate that keeping uh, your pastor healthy. Because if I have nothing to give you, how I many know that's dangerous? But how I many knows it's not just my responsibility. It's your responsibility as well to check me. Amen. Amen. So, um. The past two Sundays, through Scripture, I have given you five ways that fasting can change your life. We're moving from that subject, but I told you at the beginning of the fast: if all you do is give up, uh, if all you do is simply fast to give up food, but you're not replacing it with reading the Bible, seeking God, seeking the heart of God, then all you're doing is dieting for three weeks. Did you hear me? And so, so, so reading the Bible matters. I love that video. Reading the Bible makes a difference. And it's important that whatever you're giving up, whatever you're giving up through the fast, those of you that are, that are joining us on this journey, we got this week and one more week after that, and then we're through. Amen. And so um, it, whatever you're giving up, it's important that you're replacing it with seeking God and reading his word. So as we prepare to go into week two of the fast, and regardless if you're joining the fast or not, this message today is for you. Nudge your neighbor, Sam, it's for me too. A title, today's message, simply this, I'm going to stick with the five ways, okay? Five ways thing. We're going to get through all five today, promise. Five ways the Bible will change your life. Five ways that the Bible will change your life. Now, earlier in the week, as I was coming up with this title, I, 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 I got to be honest, I started thinking, I wish I could see the thought bubbles come up in your minds as I, as I g- gave you, excuse me, mm, <laughs> that tea is so good, gave you um, the, the message title because I wonder what hit your, your thought bubble. Y'all remember the thought bubbles in cartoons? Sometimes I used to wonder when I was younger, uh, when, when dad or Robin would ask me to do something because all I was watching was cartoons back then and everything was thought bubbles. And, and I, I, I'm going to be honest. I had this moment where I wonder if there's a thought bubble up here that, that my dad can read. And I'm saying, I'm not taking the trash out right now. I get to it when I want to. <laughs> yeah, that would not have been good. Go, bam, what was that for? Thought bubble. <laughs> and so I wonder what your thought bubble was just in the moment, just a few moments ago when I said, when I said that we want I want to give you five ways That reading the Bible Or the Bible Would change your life I wonder if some of your Thought bubbles were like <laughs> Okay Sure Sounds good Right I mean some of y'all Probably came in going Pastor I really needed To hear a message today That was going to encourage me I needed a message That's actually going to help me Through the problems That I'm facing Guess what Reading the Bible Will help you through the problems That you're facing Amen Amen let me ask this. Has anyone ever, has anyone, anyone ever told you, uh, when, you were re- when you were going through a hard time, anybody ever went through a hard time? Have you had anybody ever, when you start sharing with them, hey, this is how my week's going, they go, man, you just need to read the Bible more. And I'm like, and in my mind, I'm thinking, you want me to punch you in the face right now. I know I need to read the Bible, but I don't need you preaching to me. Hello. Y'all don't want to be that real this morning? Because I guarantee you, y'all, you, you, weren't, you, you, you weren't going, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I was going to. So that's our response typically. Well, I was going to. Anybody ever said that? I was going to read the Bible. I know I need to be more consistent. I think I really need to do better at reading the Bible. i got to be honest. I'm guilty of this same thing. And I think the reason that we struggle with this, reading the Bible, Is because we don't actually believe the title of this message. That the Bible will change our life. That's really why. We go to everything else. We go to everybody else. I mean, we go to Facebook instead of his book. And when we go to Facebook, we're just telling people. Sometimes you just need to go to God and tell him and then sit quietly, walk quietly and stay the course and let him talk to you. A lot of the reasons we don't hear from God is because we're too busy talking. Because we like to hear ourselves talk. Because if we really believe that the Bible would change everything about our lives, we wouldn't have to have talks like this. We wouldn't have to have messages like this. I think the problem is we don't actually see it. That the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B I B. LE it can change your life I want us to start with this foundational scripture if you brought your Bibles let's go to 2 Timothy I'm going to give you quite a bit of scripture so I hope you brought your pen, paper those type things to take notes because you're not going to retain everything that I give you sure there's Facebook Live which by the way welcome those that are listening and tuned in yes there will be podcasts later in the week but you need to have this information in front of you because it will change your life. Second Timothy chapter 16 and 17. Actually, it's 2 Timothy 3, <laughs> 16 and 17. You're like, oh my gosh, you're fixing to read both, both those? Okay, check it out. All scripture, everybody say all. <clears throat> that means every bit of it, cover to cover. All scripture is God breathed and is useful. You turn to your neighbor, tell them, say, the Bible is useful. And this is what it does it's useful for teaching which is what we're doing today, it's it's used for rebuking. Hello, that's the Sunday y'all don't want to show up for, right? (laughs) Oh, me. It's, It's used for correcting. Yep, that too. And training in righteousness so that the servant of God, that's you and me, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That means there is something you're supposed to be doing. And not just punching your time clock and stocking a shelf and typing a memo. There is something you're supposed to be doing in addition to that. Everybody say, that's my purpose. That's your purpose. I want you to know this. At Release City Church, we believe those first two words that God meant exactly what he said. All Scripture. All Scripture. All Scripture. We believe that all Scripture is God-breathed and inspired by him not just the parts we like not just the parts that aren't an inconvenience to our lifestyle not just the parts not just the parts that don't make us feel uncomfortable because we don't understand it a lot of people will stop going to a church because they don't understand it you're never going to understand it until you get into it hello Reading the Bible matters. (laughs) If you don't like the old-timey leather, you can go to a digital glowing phone. It will read it for you. There is absolutely no reason why we are intellectually struggling when it comes to Scripture. Hello? Hello? Man, I wish I'd have came to another service where he was telling me I'm the head, not the tail, and and I'm this and I'm that. You can be all that, but you'll never experience it and never understand it until you get into the Bible. I know this is a basic, basic message, but sometimes it's the basic stuff that we try to bypass. Whoa, y'all see that? That we try to bypass so that we can make ourselves feel good. But sometimes you got to come back to the basics. Get up off your high horse and get back to the basics. We believe that all Scripture is God-breathed. We believe every single word in this book was inspired by God and penned by human writers because that's what His Word tells us. And here's what God's word, this is what God says about about his own scripture. It is useful for teaching. It is useful for rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The scripture says, that that scripture basically is letting us know that the word of God will actually change your life. He's saying everything in here is from me and if you'll make it a part of your everyday life it'll change everything about your life you want to change in your marriage learn how to love your spouse sir ma'am you want to know how how to honor your husband as the head first of all if you're trying to be the head When you get out of alignment, y'all remember what I talked about that car. That's how some of y'all's marriages are. Well, he's just he's just not being the man of God that he needs to be. Stop saying that. Start praying for him to be actually become the man of God and make sure make buy, buy him a book. Well, he don't like to read. You can you can get a, a, an audible, right? Is what you call him? Where they read to you? Maybe you don't want to be that direct because maybe you just need to start praying. Less talk, more praying. Amen? I don't know where that came from, but boom, there it is. Here's the problem. You're a human. I'm a human. And humans make dumb decisions. And after all the dumb stuff we do, let me just be honest. After all the dumb stuff we do, reading the Bible is like is not the first thing that we want to do. It's definitely not the first thing we want to do after we make dumb decisions, right? Why? Because I'm going to have to alter the way I do things. Maybe the reason you, kept, you keep hitting brick walls is because you're not altering the way you're doing things. Maybe your finances can't recover because you need to alter the way you're prioritizing how your finances are going quiet see we don't want to when we make mistakes we don't want to go to the word because we believe that god is looking down going oh oh now you want to read the bible you ever got family members like that they see you make a mistake and then you're trying to work through some stuff and you're actually trying to make a change. And somebody goes, oh, now you want to be Mr. Mr., Mr. Jesus man. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> the devil, will use, he'll use those closest to you in your family to get you to simmer down, calm down, right? When you're trying to make changes. Check this out. If we could actually see ourselves the way God sees us, Not as a 40-year-old screw-up, that would be me, soon to be 49, help me, Jesus. But instead, what if I notice that my heavenly Father in heaven is going, hey, guys, hey, y'all come check this out. B is actually trying to do things better. Like when I get in the Word after I screw up. What if my mindset shifted from the lie of the enemy that that, that God is disappointed in me and I've uh, He's cutting me out of the will, so to speak, huh? What if I saw He's up there going, "Hey, D. Webb, look at your bo- look at your boy." <laughs> what if we change the way God sees us? What would it be like to get rid of the guilt and the shame of our mistakes? And you can see God looking down from heavens going, look at my boy. Look at my daughter. They're trying. Some of you need to, to just try. <laughs> Five ways the Bible would change your life. Because I don't want you to feel like this is a bashing session. But I think there are times that, 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 that you know why they put those aggravating speed bumps in parking lots because people like to fly through there. Sometimes God allows us to go through things. Think about where you've been the past year. God allows us to go through things as a speed bump to go, hey, slow down just a little bit. People, people come flying through the, I mean, there's like two of them right here in front of the church. I'm here during the week and and I'll be walking through the cafe and it sounds like a bomb goes off. It's because somebody come crazy dude in a truck and a trailer come flying across that. It's like, that's how some of our lives look sometimes. Meet me and the me and the me and the gentleman from next door at the at the at the um, furniture store where he was coming across out of the out of the store and I was coming into the church and there were cars steadily going by. This was just uh, yesterday or Friday. I can't remember. And he goes, "I feel like the game Frogger," and uh, and it took me a minute. I was like, mm. and then I and then I busted out laughing. And he turned around. And he's like, "A little late, aren't you?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> Some of y'all are like. Frogger, i got to look that up. I don't even know if Google knows what Frogger is. (laughs) All right, five ways the Bible would change your life. You did not come to hear about Frogger. Here it is. Number one, reading the Bible connects us to our Heavenly Father. It connects us to our Heavenly Father. Somebody say, this is basic. It is. Some of you don't know Him as your Heavenly Father. Some of you see God as the great cosmic being. Like the great Wizard of Oz. Ho, 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 ho. Man, he's my daddy. And shame on the church for, for showing an image that is not who God is. No wonder nobody wants to come to church. Man, he's a loving father. Yes, he'll correct when things get out of, out of whack in our, in our life but he'll also let you just keep on going down the road hitting speed bumps so let's look at this 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 says this and I will be a father to you and you shall be my, be sons and daughters to me says the Lord Almighty he wants you to know church family he wants you to know him like the relationship between a father and a son. The relationship between a father and a daughter. Maybe, maybe you're here today and you don't know who your father is. And so that kind of jades and you don't really understand what the relationship should look like. Let me tell you something. The relationship between you and God is, um, should be amazing. Amazing. Maybe you had a father. Maybe he wasn't a great father. Maybe you had a father who was great and they're no longer here. He wants to be your heavenly father. If I were to sit you down and ask you, do you want to know, do you want to know and have an intimate relationship with the creator of the universe? Do you want to know the God who created you and designed you? Obviously, your answer is going to be, of course, sure I do. But then that follow-up question you would ask back is, how is that even possible? I'm imperfect. He is perfect. And that's a lot of the reason because we know our imperfection. And the reason we don't, we, 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 we don't want to come around God. Anybody got, anybody got teenagers? Had teenagers? You know when they come up missing? Or they slide out of the house before you wake up? And they slide back in before you, before, uh, after you go to sleep. Why? Because they're up to no good. Anybody want to testify in here? Nope, ain't got time for that. But I'm telling you, and we're the same way. We're the same way. When we mess up, the church is the last place we say, hey, family, let's go. But the church is the place that you need to go. Church can't help you. The building can't help you. Release City can't help you. But the church can help you. Don't go back to the other row, Wayne. Dude, you're right where you need to be. And, and I, you know I'd never put you on blast like that. I just thought it was cool because we have a relationship. I know some people were probably visiting going, I ain't going back. He's going to call me out. I went, I'm sitting on the back row. He's going to expect me to be on the front row. It's not like that. Listen, this building can't do anything, but it houses the one who can. And you are carriers of change. Whoa! I hadn't done that in a while. I get jacked up. I'll never forget one time I heard somebody say, when you go to read the Bible, look at it like the Father left you a love letter. If you want to have this, this, this idea, instead of so-and-so begot so-and-so and so-and-so, and so, once you get through the, the genealogy and lineage of, of everything in here, This stuff, this stuff would change your life," he said. The gentleman said, "Look at it like a father leaving, who has left you a love letter, and and in the letter, he's wanting to tell you how much he loves you. Through this letter, he wants you to get to know him, and he wants to help you through every single thing that you go through in life. It's found in the book. It matters. It It was Reverend, Reverend Billy Graham." who said this about the Bible, and I quote, The Bible is God's love letter to us, telling us not only that he loves us, but showing us what he has done to demonstrate his love. Billy Graham. For me, one of the things that helps me connect with God is just, is just knowing that he loves me in spite of me. Even my, even my, even my, my earth, earthly dad... I knew when I disappointed dad I knew and I'm sure there's things that I do that maybe I don't, I don't want to put words in God's mouth or ideas but I don't know if he's ever been disappointed in me when I mess up but I know according to the, a story in Luke that he's standing in the driveway waiting on me to come home right. see again you, you may have had the perfect relationship with your earthly dad. Imagine the relationship God wants to have with you being so much greater than that relationship. Here's some examples of what you'll find in Scripture as you start reading it daily. John three sixteen. Everybody in the world... Thanks to Tim Tebow. (laughs) You don't even have to go to church and know John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he what? Gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. There it is. And then Psalms 136, 26 says this, give thanks to God, to the God of heaven for his steadfast love endures forever. If you wanna take a screenshot of that before he removes that, that is what, until you can actually get in here since most of the time you're spending time on your phone looking at pictures, taking pictures, then going back and editing your pictures, take a picture of that. Because your personal photo album will do nothing for you, but that picture will do everything for you. He's saying, Hey son, hey daughter, my love's not going anywhere. That's what he's saying to these verses. He's saying, I know, I know what's happened. I know what you've done. I know what other people have done to you. I know about the mistakes that you have made, and I know what you've been through. I know the highs. I know the lows. I know the questions that you have right now sitting in Release City Church, and still my love's not going anywhere. It's okay to not understand everything about the Bible and then go, God, help me to understand. A lot of the reasons we don't want to get in it is because we're afraid we won't understand it. I don't know everything that goes on in here, but I know the one who does. And he'll help me understand. And the more time that I spend in it, the more time, because it's God-breathed, God-inspired, the more time I, I spend with him, the more I understand him. The more time I spend with Amy, the more time I understand Amy. Where are my married people at? When we were dating and courting, I thought I understood her. It was a whole other ball game when we said i do and moved into the house. Amen. There were some things I didn't understand. Why has the toilet paper got to be under? It's supposed to be over. That's right. Why are you squeezing the toothpaste at the bottom? I mean, at the top, shooting everything else at the bottom, and then I've gotta, I've, I'm frustrated. Okay, I, I need to stop right there, y'all, because I feel like <laughs> I'm crossing a line, but I'm going to come on back. The more, really, what I was trying to say, the more time you spend with your spouse, the more you understand. The more time you spend with God, the more you understand God. That wink was just to go, we good? (laughs) Some of y'all didn't even see that. Y'all were like back in the scripture. (laughs) Psalm 68 5 says, He'll be a father to the fatherless. Hello? Don't know your dad? Maybe you did and he's not here. He'll be a father to the fatherless. He's saying, when it feels like no one else is there, hey, I'll be there. Just look over your shoulder, honey. <laughs> Some of y'all got that. <laughs> Hebrews thirteen five. never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. Not now, not ever. Not because of what you've done and not because of what you're going to do that you don't know anything about. What's that? That's your future sins. Human being making dumb decisions. Air day. See? See? When you begin wrapping your head around this idea that he actually loves you and he wants a relationship with you, it will change your life. You don't have to have a performance. Right, amen, amen. I know a lot of times when we're up here in worshiping, you know, the worship leader says, hey, if you feel comfortable, lift your hands. I should stop saying if you feel comfortable. You should want to go. Yes. When a baby is in a crib and it wants out, Mama. Dad, dad! Somebody's like, I wish my—that's all my kids said. Mine didn't say, mama, dad, dad." Mine was, ah! <laughs> you had one of those? Don't, 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 don't admit. Don't—they're probably next door. Y'all know what happens when y'all leave those kids at that desk. You know what's fixing to happen in that room. <laughs> I'm just messing. came to remind you today church that there is a relationship possible for you to have with your heavenly creator and how do you get it jump started by getting in his word not long ago I remember having one of those days where I just became overwhelmed with what I do I know some of y'all think what do you do well you know I'm not taking the time off a lot of times and guess what it was the time that I wasn't taking for myself. That I became overwhelmed. And it was one of those days where I was just feeling the pressure of all the responsibilities of being a husband. Being a dad. Leading a church. And all of those I feel imperfect at. And I just started feeling overwhelmed. And I remember thinking I wish I could just call. My dad. His number's still on my phone. Somebody else has that number now, I think. And somebody else has Robins because they're still in my favorites. And sometimes when I go to hit end call, I do it too fast and and it goes straight to my favorites and and I hit. So I call dad all the time. Sometimes I wish I could just call my dad. See, because dad just had this unique way of reminding me. And some of you all already know because he reminded you. It's going to be okay. God's got you, and I'm always going to be in your corner, and I believe in you. I was in Walmart early because that's my goal, <laughs> being in Walmart early. Notice I'm trying to add some humor so I can get myself to back together. <laughs> and I was, I was in Walmart this week, and, and I saw this gentleman uh, with, with his daughter, and, and he was pushing her to a buggy, and I just gave the head nod. I didn't know him, but I could tell he was looking, and so I just gave him the head nod, and he went on into the chips, and I went away from the chips. Hello, we fasted. And I went, <laughs> and, I, and I went more humor, and I went uh, over to the cleaning stuff for the church, and, and I noticed he went this way down the back wall, and I'm still looking. Next thing I know, he comes right back in my aisle, and he says, Are you Bradley Weber? And in my mind, I thought, church, something, social media, whatever. I said, actually, I am. And he said, I miss your dad. And so, because just like today, I'm trying to add humor. I added humor right there. I was like, oh, man, he was the greatest, wasn't he? I said, so, I said, did you play for him? He's like, yeah. I said, then you know about suicide runs, right? Right. And he was like, yeah, we had to have so many in so many seconds. I forget what it was. He knew exactly what it was. I don't want to misquote him. But I'm telling you, through my dad's life, I watched him make a difference and an impact in the lives of people. And our responsibility, church, is to make an impact in the lives of people. What difference are you making Somebody say, Not much. Maybe, can I tell you? And this was not supposed to be about dad. This message was not supposed to be about him. But I'm telling you, it's because he was in this every day. And he had something to give no matter where he was. Amen. And I want to be the same way. If somebody comes up to me and says something, I want to be able to encourage them right in the cleaning section. And, and I know he was coming to find me because when he got through talking, there was nothing on that aisle he needed. He, he, he was gone. And honestly, I needed that that interaction more than he needed that interaction. I know that he saw Dennis when he saw me. Like, that's unmistakable. But I needed that connection that he had with my dad. And just like that, thank you, Holy Spirit. And just like that, when you have a relationship with your heavenly father, there are going to be people you're going to meet that are going to need something... They're gonna need something from you. They need the connection that you have with your heavenly Father that you can then impart to them. Amen. Yeah. Back to the story of me and Amy. <laughs> I remember that day that I that that day that 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 I, I was feeling overwhelmed and I waited for her to come home, and I began to just dump all of it on Amy. And I thought, she'll make me feel better. And she came home. I started sharing with her about my feelings. She's probably trying to figure out which day that was. Because <laughs> how many knows we all got feelings. <laughs> Nobody knows my feelings. But I thought my wife would be there. And I'll never forget what she asked me. <laughs> Sometimes she don't ask me. She'll just tell me this. But she asked me, have you been in the word today? <laughs> like she already knows the answer to that. And sometimes when I'm in my frustration mode, she'll be like, "You need to go get in the Word." She won't even ask me, "Have you been?" She'll just tell me, "What's up?" That's what's up. I remember I just looked at her. I didn't answer out loud, but in my head, I said, "Have I been in the Word?" No. But we could fight right now. <laughs> That's what I said. That's what I said in my in my thought bubble that I was hoping she couldn't see. Hello. Because B didn't need to sleep on the couch that night. It'd be me, Cooper, and Dexter out on the couch. The truth is, she was right. I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to. I'm a pastor. Oh, I should be running to the Word. I didn't want to. Ever had one of those? I think Dad preached a message about it. I don't want to. I want to. But I did wake up the next morning. And I thought, she's right. She was right. And I went to my Bible, this was not that long ago, and I went to my Bible and I began preparing for a message. And I've heard this story so many times growing up in church, but I read it differently based on my story of where I am right now. And it's Joshua 1, 4, and 6. And it says, "I was as I was with, with, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And I inserted my name, Bradley Wayne. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. It was in that moment that I felt the Holy Spirit begin speaking those same words to me. And can I tell you, I've never connected with that story as much as I did preparing to speak on a Sunday. And God began to build me up and strengthen me through his word. It matters. Reading the word matters. Wow. I got time. I've only given you number one and I got to get five and I promise you I'd get them all out. So here's number two. (laughs) It tells us what God thinks about us. Reading the Bible. It tells us what God thinks about us. I've shared a little bit at different times and that I grew up dealing with feelings of inadequacy, feelings of not being enough. And because I'm still not grown up yet, (laughs) I still deal with feelings of inadequacy and not being good enough. For most of my life, I've battled low self-esteem. Can I just transparent moment? It is no secret that my voice has been giving me problems probably for the past year. And singing and leading worship is all like that's my heart. And I, I've honestly felt like I could do both. And it's the one thing that I knew I could do in my sleep. I'm not I'm not trying to be haughty. I'm just like it it was a gift and some of you are plumbers and things, and you know how to do work your gift. This past year has been a struggle to stand up here and, and know that there are foghorn voices, a, a foghorn sound coming out of my, my, my vocal cords. And someone came up to me right during the fellowship time, had no idea what I had been about. My family knows, and some of our leadership team knows, because I share. And she said, Pastor... You have the most beautiful anointed voice. And in my mind, I was thinking, this was just a few moments ago. <laughs> she has no idea what I'm struggling with. That it, it's, not, it's not as beautiful as it used to be. But God says it's enough. Yes. 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 You may not be where you've wanted to be in your relationship with God. But hear, hear his voice today. Where you are is enough. Maybe you have felt those same emotions of inadequacy and not being enough. Even as a Christian, the enemy loves to deposit those lies into our brains. And he puts in our head that God is probably sick and tired of us because I still do this. I still say that. I still act like a jerk. I'm I'm supposed to be different. I'm supposed to be a pastor. I hear that voice. Oh, 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 pastor. Look at you with that attitude. Calm down. If you want to know the truth about what God thinks about you, all you got to do is get in his word. 1 John 3, 1 says this, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that he should be called, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. You want to know what God thinks about about you as a human being? You can put put this up on the screen, I think it's there, Romans 10, 13, and once it gets there, however they're blocked up, you can shoot, take a picture of this, he accepts me no matter what. John 3.16, he values me so much that he gave everything. John 3.17, he didn't come to condemn me, but to save me. And then Luke, which I referenced a while ago, Luke 15, uh, verses 2 through 24, he's a dad running to me with open arms in the driveway. He's the dad that says, I know everything you did, and I know how, how wrong it went and all the regrets you have, but I really just want to spend time with you and help you out of this mess. I think the biggest thing that many of us need to wrap our heads around is the fact that there is absolutely, or listen, listen to me today, church, there is absolutely nothing that we can do to lose God's love for us. Not past sin, not present sin, and not future sin. And this don't preach real good in some, in some places, in spaces. Let me prove it. Romans 8, 28. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, and which both are very powerful. Hello. Listen neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So as long as you're in Christ Jesus and you claim him as your Lord, hello, there is absolutely nothing that you can do to separate you, pluck you out of the hands of Christ. Bottom line, you couldn't lose his love for you if you tried. Say this with me. I am a child of God. And that has not and will not ever change. Say it again. I am a child of God. And that has not and will not ever change. Stand to your feet real quick. We're not done. Just stand to your feet real quick. Let's say it like this on our feet. I am. I am. Ah, see that. See what just happened. Do You feel that? I am, I am. a love, child of, God, love child of God. And that has not and, has and, not, and, will, not and will not ever change. Ever change. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Boy, seat. I don't even know if I fall out of the camera view, but that's okay. When the devil attacks us, he's on his feet. But when we don't get in God's word, we try to attack back like this. I am a child of God. But did you notice I couldn't even planned it? And matter of fact, in my mind, when God said, say it again, but this time have him stand. I was like, God, but I'm, I don't know why, but I'll do it and i noticed why because the moment you stood up there was a tone that came on the scene i am a love child of god and that has not and it will not ever change no matter what listen don't let the devil lie to you your past doesn't change that statement your current situation as hard as it is as hard as it is and as possible impossible as it may seem does not change the fact that you are a loved child of God. Your habits and your defects don't change that statement. Amen. You're a child of God and you can't lose his love. It's not going to change and it's never going to change. How do we get that truth? By reading his word. And with that I'm going to stop. Because I'm only at number three. I tried, y'all. <laughs> I tried. I really did. I really did. And I'm, I'm, I'm really right at the finish line. But I think you got enough. I think, we, I think right now what we need to work on for the next seven days, all of us, Is getting in his word. Amen. Amen. Are you glad you came to church today? Yes. I'm telling you, there is no other church in the United States of America that I would rather be in than this one. What? In the back of a Walmart shopping center? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bible says, do not despise the days of small beginnings. I don't know if y'all have looked around the room today. Ain't nothing about it small anymore. That just means we on the way up. Amen. Can you give Jesus Christ a hand clap of praise today? <laughs> The worship team's going to come. We're going to worship all on the way out. But before we do, let me just, let me just, um, you, you can stand to your feet. You guys get ready to make your transition back there. I want to pray a prayer of blessing over your life. And then let's worship with them. And then I'll, I'll don't forget t-shirts. Uh, don't forget recipes, all of that stuff. Um, and, and then I want to be able to, uh, to, to greet you on the way out. Father, I thank you for this house. I thank you. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I see service going one way and you're like, <laughs> that's what, how you see it. Come up to my level is what he's saying to me today. <laughs> I see it different. And God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence in this house. I think that your word does not return void. And God, it is it is in the process of changing us from the inside out. I don't know if you're here today and, and you you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. But I'm here today to tell you that, that Not a God, but the God who created you, loves you so much. And your past doesn't change it. And your present will never change it. And whatever you do in the future, mistakes, whatever, hey guys, we're getting better. Whatever you do in the future, it will not change God's love for you. He created you with purpose and design. And he wants to have a relationship with you. And that relationship can be found by reading his word. And acknowledging the fact that I'm a sinner. In need of a savior. It's by confessing and saying, God, you already know all my faults. I don't have to go through them. God, I repent of all this stuff. Repent is not apologizing and asking for forgiveness. Repenting is saying, God, I want to be better and I want to do different. Help me. How do you receive that help? By having a relationship with God. How do you do that? Through his word. So God, we confess our sins. The Bible says you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And you'll create in us a clean heart. And you'll renew a brand new, right spirit within us. God, we can't do this without you. Walk with us. Be our Lord. our Savior. In Jesus name. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best (laughs) is yet to come.